970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Hello, Bob. How are you this morning? Good morning, Jennifer. And I thought that we would, um, I do have something on my mind this morning, but let's finish Let's uh, announce um, who our guest will be. I realize we've been doing that out of order. So I'm going to, don't worry out there, I'm going to still tell you what is on is annoying me today. But let's uh, announce uh, Mr. Buck here because we're excited to have him. Sure, today our guest is Tyler Buck. He's the executive director of the Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse, And we'll be discussing Pirate Fest today. And Tyler is going to help me with uh, trivia as well. I will, I will try to help you with trivia. Uh, thank you, Bob and Jennifer, for having me. Um, and I look forward to talking to you about Pirate Fest oh. and answer any trivia you may have, Bob. Excellent. To the best of my abilities. Excellent. And I like that there's going to be rum. <laughs> that sold me. I sent uh, Jennifer and Tyler and um, Ms. Hasler um, a little uh, gif of uh, Johnny Depp as a, the pirate. What's his name? Jack Sparrow. Yes. Saying... Why is the rum always gone? <laughs> um, okay, now for what's getting on my nerves. Um, we're going to start a project, and I'm going to preface the project. It's going to be called the Courtesy Project, and I'm going to preface it by saying I am not a great driver. I am not the most um, courteous person. Um, I am not. Uh, uh, I am not unself-centered, um, but. Everyone seems to be watching as we are real just idiots. And I'm talking about on the road and on social media. So we're going to start every week just talking about basic things. I even asked Sheriff Gaylor if it was legal for me to start a Facebook page where people can go on and say, I saw this, you know, um, late model Pontiac Alero with this tag number tailgating an old lady and then passing her on the right shoulder and cutting her off. Um, or I saw this person doing 50 miles an hour looking in their lap texting while tailgating someone. Um, he said technically is not illegal, but it could cause some disagreements. But today, I mean, people texting, people tailgating me when I'm doing over the speed limit, um, People, we just had this bus the other day that got wiped out on um, on Route 95, and now they're charging the driver um, um, on it. And, I mean, it was 32 kids on that bus. Thank God um, um, there were no fatalities, a lot of injuries, but the bus was traveling 60 miles an hour. Um, I think people feel like they're watching a video game when they're driving now. And they, it's it's not related to reality. They don't realize they are wielding a 3,000-pound weapon. And those PSAs are great. If there's a way they could be implanted in people's brains, well, that will show someone actually stopping just before they kill someone because they're texting and the person they're about to kill saying, why, why, why don't you put the phone down? And the person says, well, I'm sorry, I had to check my message. It's saying, would you make that choice to text if you knew what it was going to do in, in five seconds? Well, and to take that one step further, Bob, I mean, the number of women that I see putting on eyeliner or using both hands to eat breakfast while driving. Someone was eating oatmeal this morning on my way over here to the station. <laughs> yeah. It, it's unbelievable. It, it, it really is. So we're going to figure out how to do this. And again, it's not because we're holier than thou. It's not because we think we're any better, but if we can help educate and help us all think about it more, why not? Maybe we'll start a movement. And by the way, in Facebook, don't respond to an invite by saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to my uncle's um, retirement party. I can't make it. When 400 people got invited, if everyone responded <laughs> that I can't make it to, the, to, your, to your event, saying what they were doing... And stop tagging me when I have nothing to do with the, the post. Because for some reason, you think if you tag me, people will say, oh, Mumby must be going to that. Not that, uh, 
It could be a warning to them not to attend. Um, and also, I am getting texts now from people I semi-know but don't really know inviting me to events. Texts on my phone because they have my cell number. Mm -hmm. And hounding me. This is new, isn't it? You might want to ignore the text you got from me then this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a text, though. <laughs> I guess that what, that's what happens when you're a local celebrity, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Believe me, it has nothing to do with that. Um, but people with all these funny emojis and hi, dear, and I've met you once, and, you know, I, I know about your event. Tell me in other ways. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> That's done. So consider the courtesy project begun. Well, all ideas are welcome. That's right. Every person will make a difference. Okay. All right. So now it's time for education and trivia. Um, so let's start with uh, just a couple attempts to stump Bob. Stump and, Bob and Tyler. And Tyler today. All right. <laughs> if we fail, you stump Bob and Tyler. If we succeed, <laughs> you did. Bob prevailed. Perfect. Is there any category or? Uh, we do have we have multiple categories. We like to be random. Okay. Um, it's really whatever caught my eye on the internet. All right. That's where I'm going with that. So the first category would be science. How many ribs does the typical bo human body have? Ooh, it's an odd number, right, Tyler? I think it's. Can I say it? Yeah. Say it? I think it's thirteen. It is not thirteen. Thirty-one. No. Thirty-one. Twenty-three. No, it's less. Twenty-five. Twenty-two. Also closer. Twenty-seven. Nope. 21. Nope. 29. <laughs> it's an even number. It's oh, even? What about Eve? More. Yeah. yeah. I guess Eve has an odd number. Well, Adam lost his. I don't know. I, okay. I'm just going by what the science Wait a minute. Said. You're telling me, uh, as Gershwin was... said, the things that you're liable to read in the Bible? <laughs> ain't. Um, 22. It's 24. 24 yep. ribs a, per a person? That's what science claims. <laughs> science is wrong. I thought, I thought I had like eight, so I mean, I'm way off. Uh, All right, 0 for 1. Okay. Right, so next we're going to move on to music. Okay. What beloved children's author wrote Johnny Cash's famous hit, A Boy Named Sue? Shel Silverstein. Nice. Thank you. Excellent. I am Excellent. I was going to first go Raoul Dahl, then Shell. So, see? I'm glad I have Tyler here awesome. today. Yeah, he wrote it in uh, 1969, and he wrote it with Chris Christopherson. Hmm. Um, Who also wrote album. Bobby McGee. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, let's see. Who was the pilot of the B-29 Enola Gay that dropped the Hiroshima bomb? Um, uh, that Doolittle? No. I don't Doolittle know. ran um, the raid. Uh, uh, what was his initials? P.T. And he was a colonel. Paul. Yes. <clears throat> Paul. Second letter of the last name? <laughs> T.I. Oh. I know it. It's going to oh, kill me there. Yeah. It's all right. It was Paul Tibbetts. Oh. That was tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. Oh. I stumped you on that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So another children's author... Um, is having a... Theodore Geisel. No, but he is my favorite. He is, uh, he's having a birthday. Oh, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is having a birthday this week, May 24th. He will be 101. Any guesses? Is he alive? No. Um... Would have been 101, I should a, say. A children's author? A children's author. Would have been 101. Not, um, not Raul Dahl. It is Raul. How do you say it? Raul Dahl. Raul Dahl. Hmm. It is. All right. Well done. We're, what did he we're write? Now, huh? What did he write? He write. Uh, he wrote um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and a number of other things. Mm -hmm. A little dark. Yeah. But he got his cue from fairy tales where witches throw little kids in furnaces. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy sells buys a woman's baby <laughs> yeah. for gold. Creepy, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, so one more. I want to go back to one that uh, we struggled with the first the first go round. So, Tyler, we're going to throw it to you. All right. Who did not receive a congressional gold medal? You have four choices. Is this medal of honor or congressional uh, presidential medal? Presidential medal across okay. the board. So I think you got this one last time. So we have Walt Disney, mm -hmm. John Wayne, Bob Hope, or Henry Fonda. 
Hmm. Who did not receive, did not one. receive one? I have a guess. All right. I would say Bob Hope definitely got one for yep. his USO stuff. Um, um, John Wayne, he seems like he should have gotten one just because he's the Duke. Um, I would say Henry Fonda. You would be correct. That would be exactly my guess, too. Yep. Excellent. Absolutely. All right. I was I didn't know, but just through a process of deductive reasoning. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, why wouldn't you know Walt Disney get one yeah, for any yeah. right. number of reasons? Mm -hmm. so. And you know, there's a, there's a theory that he is frozen. Yes. Walt Disney. I actually believe that theory. <laughs> I know it's a little sci-fi. Um. So maybe um, I want to know what his words would be when they brought him back. Uh, the, that's not all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, just random educational things. Um, um, this is, um, these are just things that, things that happened today in history, um, that put things in perspective. Um, Anne Boleyn was beheaded on the Tower Green in, uh, by his, uh, her husband. Um, Ho Chi Minh was born. Johns Hopkins was born, um, uh, as well, merchant and philanthropist, uh, Malcolm X. Um, uh, a peace treaty is signed between England and France in 1303. Um, the first of 11 in the 14th century. <laughs> so they were all So they didn't take. <laughs> and England passed the Act of Grace in 1690, uh, forgiving followers of James II. I think we're going to need a... An act of grace <laughs> by Congress one of these days. Um, Dolly Madison was born. Um, and um, I can't find it now. Um, the first woman prime uh, minister um, was born uh, today. Um, and um, you know what? I'm going to think, I'm going, I'm going to, it's going to kill me. Oh, Mary Bork Robinson was born today, the first woman president of Ireland. She was born in 1944. Also, Betty Williams, the Northern Irish political activist who won the Nobel Peace Prize, was, was born as well. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Sir Lawrence Olivier, both born on this day, 48 years apart. Um, okay, we're going to do some quick news, then we got to, we're going to jump to a break, and then we're going to find out some stuff about pirate fests and locks. And I'm not talking about bagels. Um, uh, have to keep reporting this. It's a catastrophe. Um, we had our first, uh, and I say we because it is we, um, had our first uh, reported case of a fatal overdose involving carfentanil. Um on Wednesday. Um, it's a synthetic opioid. Um, it's 10,000 times more potent than morphine. And um, it, it's easy to get. And um, unfortunately, uh, what public information officer Christy Kaler said about it was, we're not surprised. We knew it was coming. Now it is here. Um, and it is, um, just think it's 10,000 times more powerful. Um, uh, than uh, than than morphine, which is a synthetic op 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 opioid as well, and we are up to uh, 35 deaths in Hartford County from overdoses this year, and there's been a uh, another 126 nine non-fatal. Um, 300,000 people have died from opioid overdoses in the country uh, since 2000, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Um, the other thing is it likely will take several doses of Narcan to bring someone back from a carfentanil overdose. Um, and, um, it's, everyone is saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, so let's get behind the sheriff and the council, um, for this, um, pawnbroker bill. Although it's, it's somewhat a, a restraint of trade, um, for the common of good, uh, um, 
a lot of the source of funds for these uh, those that are addicted, they will steal cash cards, gift cards, sell them to a pawnbroker. Say it's a hundred dollar face value cash card. Cash card they'll sell it to a pawnbroker for forty bucks because they're easy to steal and they're easy to carry. And pawnbroker will buy them all day for forty bucks and then sell them to another customer for eighty. So he makes forty. Um, the addicted person um, makes forty, um, and the person who bought the card makes twenty. And the store, uh, like Home Depot, has had a rash of these. Um, and the, the legislation they're looking for is to just prevent um, pawnbrokers from um, from buying or selling these basically cash equivalents. Um, so let's get behind that. Um, the goal is also going after the dealers. Um, you cannot arrest your way out of this, as Sheriff Gaylor often says. But um, uh, what we can do is just keep on making sure everyone knows about it, support those that are um, that are working hard to educate us on it, um, to make what make it easier um, uh, for prevention and treatment, and also um, for um, uh, the arrest and shutting down of those involved in this uh, murderous trade. And um, um, hats off, though, to Hartford County because we interviewed Derek Hopkins a few weeks back, and uh, he's our clerk of the court, but uh, did, has done a beautiful thing over the past year and a half. He um, started uh, Shar Hope Foundation uh, with the help of uh, some great folks, including Sandy Galleon. Um, who has been very brave. Um, she lost her son, unknown, to an overdose about um, 17 months ago. Um, and um, she is honoring his life uh, in the best way possible by getting involved these these education efforts. And uh, the program director for Shar Hope, they've opened up their first home, which uh, has capacity for eight women, um, for when their treatment dollars run out because uh, that's often a big gap, uh, continuing folks in treatment and recovery and in reentry. Um, and the woman who is the program director is, is a recovering addict, and she uh, is from another county out west and said the resources in Harford are better for treatment, um, is better than any other county in the state. And we can attribute that to, um, I think, cooperation and communication uh, you know you always worry that something this big you have a sheriff you have a health department you have a board of ed you have school system you have the county government you have the council um you have health providers you, you worry that they're not going to work together and um even though there's been some differences they've all been worked out and we really should be proud of our leadership on this front um for bringing everyone together on it so horrible horrible news but Battle's not over. And we did have some other news items, but I, I feel like that should be the only one um, today. And um, we're going to go to our break and then uh, bring back um, Mr. Buck. Okay, so uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with Tyler Buck, Executive Director of the Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse, about Pirate Fest. So I completely said what you were going to say, and then I asked you to say it again. It's fine. I can repeat it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to go now. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. 
welcome back. I'm co-host Jennifer Button from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted to have Tyler Buck, Executive Director of the Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse. Tyler, welcome. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Um, um, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you guys, you and Bob, for having me. Oh, we can't wait. Everyone says, oh, museums, really? But this <laughs> is amazing. Um, first of all, uh, who's Tyler Buck? How'd um, you get here? I am Tyler Buck. I'm the executive director of the Lockhouse Museum, um, or formerly it's known as the Susquehanna Museum uh, at the Lockhouse, but uh, in town it's known as the Lockhouse Museum. Um, and uh, I started about a year ago, this time last year, uh, a couple weeks before last year's Pirate Fest, so sort of thrown to the wolves, but now I have my feet under me, so uh, this Pirate Fest should be even uh, bigger and better than last year's success. How did... Um, um... How did you, how did they find you? Well, it was, I guess, uh, through a little bit of serendipity. Um, my family is from Havity Grace, and I was born in Havity Grace, um, but raised in Baltimore, but spent time in Havity Grace because my dad lived up here. So it was, you know, weekends and summers up here. Um, but I was, had graduated law school, and I didn't want to be a lawyer, so I had a job at Special Olympics Maryland, um, which I really enjoyed, but... Uh, I was looking for something, wanted to move up back up to Havity Grace, and my dad was walking the promenade, and he ran into uh, one of the board members of the Lockhouse Museum, and she just happened to mention that they were looking for an executive director. Um, and my dad, knowing that I wanted to move back up here, threw my name in the uh, threw my name in the hat, and uh, I got a call, and I sent my resume to the uh, to the board, had a couple interviews, and uh, the rest is history. Here I am. And uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, and I'm sorry, how long has it been? About a year, a little over a year. Okay. Well, why don't we do this? We're, you know, we want to talk about Pirate Fest. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with that and we'll end with that. And in between, uh, we're going to talk about the museum, um, events come, other events coming up at the museum. I have about 45 questions on the museum <laughs> and on early, um, uh, you know, uh, early 19th century uh, Havre de Grace, um, et cetera. But Pirate Fest, what's not to like? Tell us about it. Um, wait, June 10th and 11th, which is, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's three weeks, three weeks from tomorrow. Okay. Well, um, Pirate Fest, it, it sort of encompasses uh, three, different, three different events in one. There's the 5K, the Pirate 5K at 8 o'clock on Saturday, June 10th. Um, and that runs through, uh, starts at the Lockhouse and runs through beautiful, it's a beautiful flat course along the water. Um, people really enjoy that run. And then we have the Pirate Encampment, which is the big, the big event. And that this year it'll be June 10th uh, from 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And Sunday, June 11th from 11 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And that is, it's sort of a big we have actual pirate reenactors there, and they will be setting off cannons and firing muskets and doing pirate stuff, um, putting on pirate skits. They have a genuine pirate encampment. They're similar to Civil War reenactors, but they're pirates, so it's authentic. You get an authentic pirate experience. Um, along with, we have uh, several vendors this year uh, with arts and crafts, um, clothing, jewelry, um, woodworking, that sort of thing. We have several food vendors. Um, the Havity Grace branch of the Hartford County Public Library has uh, once again generously agreed to do a children's story time. We have a beautiful front porch that overlooks the Susquehanna and um, last year um, uh, Jackie, at the, who's one of the, who's on the team at the, Har at the Havity Grace branch, she did a story time where she read a children's books to to the kids on the front porch and man it was a hit so we have asked her to come back again and do the same thing and uh she has generously agreed so uh we're looking forward to that and i know people have stopped me and and asked me if if there's going to be a story time this year so I'm, I'm grateful to say that yes there is um we'll have kids games face painting um sea scout activities on sunday the uh, sea scouts which are organizations similar to the boy scouts they'll be coming out um and one other thing we have this year that's our two other things uh, we have a boat parade kicking off which will go right past the lock house under the route 40 bridge circle back and come back down past the lock house 
Um, and with any luck, knock on wood, uh, that'll be led by the brand new um, fire boat that the city of Havity Grace just purchased for the, uh, assuming there are no fires in town at that time. But um, so hopefully um, that'll come to fruition. But even if the boat, if the fire boat isn't there, the boat parade shall go on at one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Um, and this year we're also featuring a beer garden. Um, Coakley's Pub and Captain is teaming up with Captain Morgan's to put on a beer garden. Um, so they will have beer, wine, uh, a signature rum drink, which I'm not sure what that is going to be yet, but it'll be something with Captain Morgan's. It, um, what it means is once you have to, it's hard to write your signature. <laughs> well, <laughs> or you'll it, sign anything. <laughs> and, it, and just in case uh, some family folks are worried, it'll be separate and, and apart from the uh, from the family activities. So, um, uh, you know, you can go off and, and enjoy a beverage and come back and hang out with your family if you like, but uh, um, it will be separate. And uh, But they will also have um, pit beef, pit ham, the big turkey legs that uh, pirates, I guess, and Vikings like to eat. Um, <laughs> and Henry VIII. <VA. laughs> yep. So it should be, that should be a, a great time, uh, and we're really looking forward to it. Um, it's free for children under 12, are 12 and under adults are five dollars to get in um it's one of our it's probably our second biggest fundraiser behind the candlelight tour and christmas uh boutique um let me stop you for a sec yep. uh, um if everyone out there wants to know what do they do as soon as this show is over where do they who do they call what website do they go to um, we suggest for more information to register for the 5K, they can go to uh, www.active.com um, and then just in the bar up on the menu, type in Pirate 5K or Havity Grace uh, and it'll direct you straight to the, uh, the website to sign up for the 5K. So that's, uh, that's sort of uh, like the, the run um, application. Exactly. The 5K application. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Pirate Fest, you can get information on our Facebook page at Pirate Fest Habity Grace, uh, or Pirate Fest is two separate words, or you can go to our website at thelockhousemuseum.org. Um, I would suggest the Facebook page as I update that more often with, okay. uh, with more information. Um, and as always, if you have questions, you can uh, contact me, Tyler Buck, at 410-939-5780 or you could uh, shoot me an email at lockhousemuseum at gmail.com and that's lock with L-O-C-K um, so feel free to reach out if you have any questions if you're a sponsor who might be interested in sponsoring either the 5K or the Pirate Encampment um, we have some, some generous sponsor packages um, but if you have it handy, uh, what sponsors can we thank on the air? Um, uh, let's see, for, I can, off the top you. of my head, uh, and, and I'm in danger of forgetting a few, so if I do, I apologize. We have several sponsors who are in kind, um, Big House Signs, the Hartford County Public Library, uh, Bel Air Smiles, um, Blue Heron Floral and Gifts uh, in downtown Havity Grace. Um, we also have uh, the Painted Ladies who just signed up this morning. Who are the Painted Ladies? The Painted Ladies are a crew who actually did, uh, who painted the Lockhouse porch um, uh, recently, and they did a wonderful job removing some lead paint and, and repainting it to historical accuracy. It's a painting crew led by... Uh, Led by Genevieve, and it's all women. Um, and oh, they that's are... uh, Coakley and, and Genevieve, and that's it. it used to be a trio, but right. then it went to be a duo. And... You know them exactly. <laughs> um, yep. So they are a, a new sponsor. Um, we partner with other museums who help us in, in town, who help us with uh, promotional activities. Um, let's see here. And I'm, again, I'm in danger of forgetting. Well, I'm going to. Look, I'm looking it up now. So. Uh... Well, I don't have my sponsor. Angela Yao and her Stepping Stone folks help out, don't they? Yeah, Angela's no longer with Stepping Stone. Though. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, she has she has moved on. Yep. Um, but uh, Decoy Museum helps out. Um, let's see. We also have uh, uh, Glyph, the card store down in, in Havity Grace. Um, Edward Jones uh, and Rory White and his team. Um, Ameriprise Financial, um, that's Bronwyn Martin and her team at Ameriprise Financial. Um, Coakley's Pub, like we said, Captain Morgan's, uh, State Farm Insurance, 
um, and the list goes on. Oh, and on. you got it. Great. Yeah. So but, thank uh, you, folks. Yeah, there are some more, and uh, and I apologize if I if I neglected to mention your name. Well, um, just to follow up, uh, Tyler, um, when we're once we're we're done, um, shoot us an email, and we'll read uh, all the names next week. Because uh, wonderful, that's uh, great. I because appreciate that. these folks. Um, you know, if not for these folks who were give, giving back to the community, and in this case, interested in really our uh, knowledge about our own culture and past, um, they really deserve mm-hmm. to be thanked and, and patronized. And, yes, and there's a third uh, prong of the Pirate Fest, and that is the Pirate Pub Crawl, which kicks off Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Um, and it is uh, a, an afternoon and evening of, uh, I guess, pirate debauchery. Um, I'm not a drinking man myself, so I avoid it like the plague. But apparently it's a good time. <laughs> but you're, you didn't say you're not a debauchery fan. That's uh, true. It's true. <laughs> um, but I have to be tip-top for Sunday afternoon, oh, okay. so I avoid it. Um, but it is, it is a blast. Uh, Taryn Miller um, and uh, Megan Simmons and uh, Rob McGee are the three volunteers who, who man that. And it kicks off at 3 at Coakley's. Um, and for more information on that, you can go to Pirate Pub Crawl HDG on Facebook. Um, it is a blast. It's uh, the price is reasonable. I think it's either ten or fifteen dollars. Uh, people dress up as pirates and they just go from bar to bar to bar in, in downtown Havity Grace. And uh, it's it's been I think this is the eighth or ninth year. And uh, what's not to love about Gu- it? Guaranteed to be boring. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, there, I'm sure there's going to be some interesting stories uh, told the week after Pirate Fest. So and new friends made. And new friends made, and, and perhaps friends lost. Who yes, knows? <laughs> and planks walked. Yep. So. Uh. So the, the pirate the encampment ends at four uh, on Saturday and Sunday, and we, we encourage our attendees to go uh, visit downtown Havity Grace after the Pirate Fest or after the encampment and uh, patronize some of the local stores um, and restaurants. Um, you won't be disappointed. Havity Grace has a, a lot to offer. So we look forward to seeing folks from from around the state, believe it or not, and folks come down from Pennsylvania and and from Delaware. We're trying to get a, a wider geographic audience this year. So. Um, and that's all to help uh, to benefit the Lockhouse Museum. It is. And it's it's our, it's like I said. I would say tied for our largest fundraiser of the year, and and our museum is run totally by uh, by funds raised through private donations and uh, a, a few grants that the county gives and the state gives, and the city of Havity Grace, who I should also thank, uh, the city of Havity Grace for their tireless efforts. They uh, they help with the groundskeeping. Um, security at the Pirate Fest, um, and year-round with the groundskeeping and maintenance. Um, and without their help, uh, we would be lost. That would be Patrick Seipolt on his scooter. Exactly. Yep, <laughs> on, his, on his new solar-powered uh, yes. golf cart. Yep, he's all over the place. <laughs> that thing can move. Indeed. Um, okay, uh, so speaking of, uh, again, one more time, uh, Pirate Fest Havre de Grace on Facebook or the Lockhouse Museum dot org or uh give uh, tyler buck a call at uh 410-939-5780 <clears throat> tell us about the Lockhouse museum all right now the Lockhouse. oh i should i forgot to mention one thing i'm so sorry the uh 5k this year is featuring um we're very proud to have some special athletes participating from the kennedy creek kennedy krieger institute it will have some uh wheelchair athletes uh, and athletes serving athletes who will have some some athletes with both physical and intellectual disabilities. So we encourage folks to come out onto the sidewalks and, and cheer our runners on, but uh, especially cheer the uh, special group of runners from Kennedy Krieger and athletes serving athletes. So I'm sorry I forgot to mention that. But moving on to the Lockhouse. Great. Um, we are a museum celebrating the history of Havity Grace, um, and more in particular the... Uh, the history of the Susquehanna Tidewater Canal and Havity Grace's role in that canal. Um, it's called the Lock House because we were the the last stop on the canal and the last lock. And if you don't know what a lock is, a lock is the mechanism that allows a canal boat to raise and lower, uh, depending if you're going upstream or downstream, um, uh, so the mules can pull it on a level plane. Um, which... Is amazing, and when you think about what uh, canals meant to the development of our nation, 
we didn't have steam power for the boats we had you know no, no great roads or uh, uh, freight vehicles for overland um, not a lot of roads at all and this was the way that um, probably the largest percentage of freight and food and other goods necessary um, were transported. It, indeed. Our, our canal was built by 1840, opened up in 1840, uh, and it closed down mm -hmm. in 1901. Um, now, as time went on, the railroads sort of overtook the canal system as railroads became more efficient, more prolific. But for a good long period, good long part of the 19th century, canals were how commerce got done in America. And our canal, the Susquehanna Tidewater Canal, and in particular the Haberty Grace Lock, was essential because it gave access to the Pennsylvania coal mines and, and timber companies to ship their commodities south. And from Haberty Grace, you were able to go to the Chesapeake Bay, and from the bay, you could go to the world. So um, our lock was extremely important because it was the gateway to the Chesapeake Bay. Um, and it says there was a toll collector. The, the toll collector lived in the lock house? Was that the, no, the, lock, the lock tender and his family lived in the lock house. Um, and uh, so they worked, physically worked the lock. And they were the ones who would house the mules and, and open the lock and close the lock and determine which boats went through at what time. And uh, the toll collector was a separate employee who lived in Havity Grace who would come just like, you know, a, a normal nine-to-five job. Um and it wasn't sort of, I don't think they collected uh, individual cash tolls. They would have the boats, the boats were weighed, um, and depending on what commodity they were shipping, mostly coal from central Pennsylvania, um, different commodities had a different rate. And then they would bill the, the certain coal company, let's say the James Boyce Coal Company would have a fleet of canal boats. And then at the end of the month, they would send the James Boyce Coal Company a bill saying you had X amount of boats come through, Here's the name, here's the weight, here's the commodity it was shipping, here's its final destination. And based on all that information, um, they had a ledger that they would fill out. I always tell kids it's the original spreadsheet because it looks like a spreadsheet that it's filled out in beautiful calligraphy. They had wonderful handwriting back then. Um, and uh, so it's it was a complex system of, of toll collecting. And they would send the bill to the company at the end of each month. And kids, it's important to remember, um, in 1848, there was the first use of the Easy Pass transmitter. It was. And it was based on <laughs> number of legs the mule of mule it, coming indeed, through the toll. So really, really advanced. They were, they were cutting edge back then, <laughs> say the least. <laughs> What was the speed limit on the canal? Is what I'm from, I, one well, mile was, an hour? The boats were weighed about 70 tons empty. Were about 70 feet long and had about 100 tons of cargo in it. So, and two mules pulled it. So, I would say the top speed would be two and a half miles per hour. Unbelievable! Yeah. And it's a total of 29 locks on this canal. Exactly. Yep. And it the, the actual total raising and lowering feet, uh, I guess combined. The height of each lock was uh, 233 feet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So each lock would raise raise the boat, uh, depending on the 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 uh, geography between the locks, um, about eight to ten feet, somewhere around there. And um, were the gates um, manually? The gates were. The gates were big. Uh, for example, our lock is is about uh, 18 feet deep and about 22 feet wide. So the gates were 18 feet high and 22 feet wide. Uh, and they had a, a big, big arm, and the guys would walk across, open these valves to allow water in to raise the boats uh, or water to escape to lower the boats. Um, and then they would physically push the gates open, which were made of heavy, heavy wood. But they had a, a, a large, I guess the physics term is a fulcrum. Um, so the, the gates themselves extended far beyond the lock, um, so the fulcrum could allow people to push the uh, gate open. Simple machine. Exact simple physics, which is uh, I'm I've slowly learned over the past year or so. So now, the the water to raise the boats had to come from upstream it above, did. right? Yep. It, our canal starts in Wrightsville, Pennsylvania, and there was sort of an aqueduct leading from the Susquehanna into our canal to feed the canal water. Oh, okay. North of Port Deposit, the Susquehanna is, is sort of non-navigable. Non That's what necessitated a canal to be built 
parallel to the shores of the Susquehanna. Um, no boat, it was too rocky and too shallow for any boat of significance to, uh, to, to maneuver. So that's why the canal had to be built. Okay. And this is not really related, but it's always, uh, it's been cure. I've been curious about it. When they built the dam, how much land and how far up did the flood go? The permanent flood, I guess. Uh, do you have a, a I, sense for that? Unfortunately, I do not. But you're not the first person to ask me that question, so I, I'm going to have to brush up on that. Because um, I guess our proximity, people think I should know, and I should. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, um, this year has been figuring out how canals and locks work. And uh, I will start <laughs> after Pirate Fest. I will. Uh, I'll jump into that uh, head first and get back to you. Okay. And uh, in Wrightsville, Pennsylvania, is the term northern terminus? Exactly. And yep. what was there? Was that a terminus for uh, tra- tra- uh, lots of trails? It uh, was sort of a, ca- a canal depot uh, okay. where several canals from central Pennsylvania would converge on the Tidewater can- uh, entrance there. And uh, then their, their boats could come south through the Susquehanna Tidewater Canal and end up in Havity Grace and then shoot out into the Chesapeake Bay. And from there, the world's your oyster. And when I say world, that usually meant Baltimore, Annapolis, or Washington. Okay. And um, where I see Park Island is mentioned. What is that? Or is that something you're... Um, Park and Spasusha Island. That I'm not sure about. Oh, where... yeah, so, so you have more homework. I do. Boy, I didn't know this would encompass well, homework. Who, who was going <laughs> to ask you about the, the building of the Conowingo Dam? Um <laughs> Um, there is a neat uh, PBS or MPT documentary on the building of the Conowingo Dam, and it's on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool. I am uh, gonna. Yep, I highly recommend it. It just uh, YouTube MPT Conowingo Dam, and okay. uh, it's really well done. Now, when's the next? Uh, do you have walking tours at the museum? Oh, that's. I'm happy. Glad you mentioned that. There's one tomorrow. <clears throat> uh, oh, really? Well, it's called the Joe K. North Park Trail Loop Walk. Yeah, and who's Joe K? Because I uh, Joe, he evidently is Joe K. Is central to this. Yes, uh, <laughs> Joe, this this city would come crumbling down if it weren't for Joe K. There's no doubt about it. He is um, a longtime resident of Havity Grace and former city councilor, um, and he's been with the Lockhouse Museum forever. Um, and he has he was instrumental in creating what's called the North Park Loop Trail, aka the Joe K. Trail, uh, and that is a trail that uh, was built on the train tracks that led. Uh, from Havity Grace to the Conowingo Dam, and he put crushed, crushed gravel, stone dust in between the rails. It's a beautiful, easy path um, right along where the uh, coastal plateau meets the Piedmont. You see um, frog ponds and turtle ponds, and then you loop around and you walk along the shore of the uh, of the river. Um, it's about a mile and a half walk. It takes about 90 minutes. Uh, it's free to the public. It starts tomorrow, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., just come to the lock house and uh, meet up with Joe K there, and, um, and, and just enjoy yourself. And Joe K is is really knowledgeable and tells uh, tells a good yarn too. Um, I can't tomorrow, but uh, is are, they, are these um there's there's regular? Four, yep, there's four or five a year. So right. you go on my website. On the website, uh, I have a list of the the next ones, or you can go to Explore Haverty Grace, um, and I always put them up. Uh, mm-hmm. I always put them up on our Facebook pages as they approach. I, I, I'm definitely do. I suggest everyone do. I, yeah, we, we've sh- walked that trail by ourselves. Uh, with a, it's it's beautiful. You see buzzards, eagles, uh, yeah, other seabirds. Uh, there's a mate just along the side of the trail. Little pools. Yeah, little pools with tur- hundreds of turtles getting sun on logs, and then there's a frog pond where the frogs are chirping. And we lead uh, the museum. It, which is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 1 to 5. It's open to the public Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, but we also do tours for school groups um, and bus tours and um, all kinds of tours throughout the week. Those are easily organized. Um, and usually Joe Kay, once again, who's uh, extremely knowledgeable about both nature, history, geology, and more importantly, locks, um, he, he gives a, a wonderful tour and he, he leads the groups. Um, and there's also a few other volunteers, Bob McGee among them, who is also very knowledgeable. Um, and I, I bring up the rear cause I'm not as knowledgeable as those guys, but I am slowly learning. So, uh, 
I ask you to bear with me, and uh, but in the meantime, you can count on Joe and Bob to uh, lead a, a wonderfully informative and fun tour. And on that note, there's a new exhibit, right? Um... There is, because not only does the museum um, concentrate on loss, it also concentrates in our charter uh, the history of Havity Grace. Um, and as you may know, this year marks the centennial of the of World War One, um, nineteen seventeen, uh, and Havity Grace has a uh, World War One memorial to all the soldiers who fought uh, from Harford County. And in the upstairs portion of the museum, we have an exhibit dedicated to uh, we call it Citizen Soldiers of Havity Grace, dedicated to the Havity Grace residents who fought. Um, and some of whom made the ultimate sacrifice during World War One. So it's a very, very interesting exhibit. Um, we were helped, Bob McGee again, Julie Runke, um, Chris Stathis, uh, Erica Quisenberry from the city. Um, she's the department, the economic development department. She's also a historian. And she is a historian of some note. Um, they all pitched in. Uh, to make a wonderfully uh, attractive and informative exhibit. So uh, I encourage you all to, to come check it out. It's free of charge. And like I said, we're open Thursday through Sunday from 1 to 5. And definitely check that out. And check out uh, the centennial celebration that's going on at APG um, uh, regarding uh, World War One and the opening of APG throughout the year. Some great things going on there. <clears throat> I just found my father's father's discharge papers from World War One. He enlisted in uh, early 18 and was uh, honorably discharged in uh, February of 19. And he died in 1936, so I obviously never met him. But um, And he died from pneumonia because his lungs were compromised by mustard gas, hmm. the Kaiser's mustard gas. Um, but um, fascinating um, uh, and, and beautiful... Uh, historical facts about our participation and our uh, forefathers and foremothers' participation in World War One. Yeah, and there's some uh, interesting. You know, if you're a local resident of Havity Grace, I highly encourage you to come because you will. You're guaranteed to recognize some of the names on in the exhibit. Um, there's uh, lots of informative uh, stuff. Just some of the names. There's Coakleys. There's uh, you know, Davis. There's uh, Jacksons. There's Tidings, obviously. Um, so you you will know, you'll know some of the people mentioned, and uh, most people who have who have visited the exhibit uh, have come away uh, really impressed. And um, you know some of some of them you know saw family members that they didn't even know they had. So uh, it it's been it's been a wonderful success, and we're really proud of it. Fantastic! Um, I can't wait. Uh, I also can't wait for. Uh, I'm going to skip the 5K run, uh, <laughs> but if you're interested, uh, that is a Saturday, uh, 8 a.m., June 10th, and go to active.com and look up uh, Pirate Fest 5K or whatever. Yeah, Pirate 5K, or just type in Havity Grace, and it'll lead you right into uh, the event. And all uh, June 10th and 11th, the Havity Grace Pirate Fest, pub crawls, boat parades, pirate encampments, pirate demos, sea scout activities, face painting, music, and craft food vendors, and some beer and rum. That's it. And don't forget the pub crawl Saturday afternoon. You can go to eventbrite.com uh, and just type in Havity Grace, and it'll lead you to the pub crawl. See, I'm going to do the um, 5K crawl and the pub run, as I mentioned in that <laughs> we, email We used week. to do the, the – the pub crawl used to be Friday night, uh, but that, we wanted to encourage folks to do both the pub crawl and the 5K. So when it was Friday night, we didn't see many – many repeat customers sat early Saturday morning running the 5K. So where this is an experiment, uh, and it seems to be paying off because the numbers are up for both. So, um, Well, that is great. And in, in honor of, of Pirates and the Pirate Fest, I swear I didn't prepare this. I just made notes during the show. I remembered I'm a big fan of word and phrase origins. And I thought of three that where their origin is seafaring and pirates and merchant uh mm -hmm. merchant uh, uh seafaring etc and um i would say are you interested in hearing them but even if you said no i'm going to tell you anyway <laughs> for those that know me um if someone was born at sea because often people were born at sea especially going back two centuries because there was so much shipping and if if you were on a a, a, a commercial or a other voyage um, 
it could it could take four months. Uh, so people would bring their significant others, um, and often um, they'd give birth at sea. And naturally, um, they had no means to induce labor. They on land they did. It was very rudimentary means, but but uh, at sea they didn't. So they would bring the woman who was in labor um, to the gun deck, and they would fire the cannons. And the shock and sound, uh, whatever, would 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 induce labor. Mm-hmm. So if someone was born at sea, and maybe they they were a little more of a troublemaker if they were born at sea, um, they were called the son of a gun. Huh. Are you making that up? No. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know where <laughs> no way to no room to swing a cat. Uh huh. Have you heard that phrase? Oh, you you're too young. I'm too young to know that phrase. You know that phrase. I know. Tale. Sadly, I do. It, it has to <laughs> it has to do um, with cat and nine tails uh, when they were giving punishment um, the British uh, British Navy. Oh, is that down right? Down below deck. So it doesn't really mean swinging a, no, ca- a space so a small cat you could nine tails to hmm. give lashes. And the devil to pay. Have you heard that, Jennifer? Are you too young I for have that? Heard that. Uh, the devil to pay is also a sea term. Um, the um, the seam between the hull and the, above uh, the decking on, on a ship was a huge stem to stern seam and it had to be uh, it had to be sealed rarely fairly regularly because it was a huge seam and if you had a 120 foot long seam it had to be caulked right. because it could never be that even a um, adjoining so they did it with tar and the tar was called pitch and uh, you had to heat it and keep it hot to do it and they did it hanging from a like a swing like a window washer swing and it was really hard work because it's hot tar and you have to pick it up and make sure it's right and uh, that seam was called the devil hmm. because it was always shifting and tarring it was called paying when you tarred something you paid it so the phrase was, I have the devil to pay and no pitch hot. <laughs> I couldn't be making that one. No, that's, I if think you did, still... I'd be impressed. <laughs> I, know, I, I do look skeptical because I, I never quite know when to believe Bob. <laughs> <laughs> the son of a gun sounds made up, but it is not. I'll trust you. Okay. Um, so uh, as usual, uh, because of the great... Uh, guest and uh, subject matter we've uh, gone a little over so we're going to skip the break and just uh tyler we have about three minutes left so you, uh you, do you want to uh you do have an appointment you want to stick I, around for three minutes or we'll happily for, let you go i can stick around for three minutes okay uh, we're going to start with a library happenings okay. what's going on at the library all right well i have just a handful i did want to follow up on um pirate fest um that we've talked about so much today um, just to let you know, our librarians, when they do story time, are planning to dress up in pirate gear. Mary um, Hassel would have it no other way. Uh, she is a huge fan. She's very I, disappointed not to be here today. Jackie, Jackie looked great last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to have a table there all day, um, so we can sign kids up for summer reading, sell t-shirts, we'll have um, some pirate giveaways. Wonderful. Um, so speaking of summer reading, uh, we are... Uh, doing early registration now for our Summer Reading Challenge uh, 2017. Um, We're looking for middle and high school volunteers, uh, but you can register online um, now, and you can register soon in your branch. Um, So our theme this year is Build a Better World. So we have some really fun T-shirts for sale this year as well. Tell me how many kids participated last summer in the program. I love hearing this. I don't know the number off the top of my oh. head, Bob. You have stumped me today. Well, I got your back for that. Um, Thanks for that. For that, um, uh, what was the one? The oh, the question. yes, the, uh, the pilot of the Enola Gay. Yes. It's seventeen thousand. Jennifer is, is the number. It 17, yes. I thought we've well, talked thanks, about that before. Okay. You take better notes than I do. <laughs> um, we also have uh, the summer edition of Headlines and Happenings now available. Um, on PDF on our website, hcplonline.org. So if you want to see what's coming up this summer, you can go there and check it out. On June 6th at Libertours in Bel Air, we will have our 2017 Gala Happy Hour where we will unveil this year's theme. Um, It's a well-kept secret that I have been sworn to secrecy. I can't 
can't talk about it, but I can tell you June 6th, uh, see us there. <laughs> um, and then I also wanted to mention our donation drive. Yes. For, uh, it benefits the Perry Point VA Medical Center. Um, Bob and I have been talking about it for several weeks. He's, he's been um, trying to get donations for much longer than I've, I've been here. Um, so we have, um, at the library, we have uh, placed donation boxes at every branch, and mm -hmm. we will be collecting donations through Wednesday, May 31st. I know Bob has shared um, our flyer on his Facebook page, and we have shared it on the HCPL website. Um, again, that's hcplonline.org. Um, it gives you the list of items that are needed, along with a couple of restrictions, um, just due to the nature of of the facility. Um, but we're very excited uh, to be um, gathering these donations. It's a it's a very worthy cause, and we'll That's be wonderful. dropping everything off um, later that week. That's great. Uh, and um, as as we noted, uh, and it was amazing, the folks at Perry Point VA told us. Uh, they really, of the many things uh, that are welcome, and the, uh, they need duffel bags and suitcases hmm. um, are very important to them. Uh, never would have thought of that. Because um, uh, a large population of the residents uh, slash patients at Perry Point are there for, as, uh, for tr uh, transitional housing. So they have uh, many, 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 many people moving out once they've found more permanent housing, and they need duffel bags and suitcases for that. Um, and um, I've, we've posted it, and, uh, you know, Jennifer and Leslie and Mary heard about this a few months back, and they immediately went into overdrive, and a month later, there was this massive donation drive set up at the library with uh, locations at each one of our, each one of the branches. So, um... Uh, again, uh, Jen, uh, hcplonline.org yes. is the best bet way for people to just go see that flyer, and you can drop off things till the oh, end of May? Yes, May 31st, and our flyer is right up there on the scrolling banner on the front page. Um, okay, and one of the things I love is that the VA told us, and it's in parentheses, um, <laughs> please, no jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite one is undergarments and socks for male and female veterans parentheses must be new yeah, that's, that's my favorite <laughs> um, what have they been receiving yeah, uh, yes. yeah yes. exactly they, um, they must and, have gotten and they don't want cassettes or VHS Who or 8-track <laughs> they just want CDs or DVDs mm -hmm. no VHS tapes we've come a long way um, where these vets are eschewing VHA, VSH <laughs> tapes, but I'm sure it's to do with they don't have uh, VCR players. Right. Although I still do. Huh. I do. Do you? I do. I still, I still use my VCR. Yeah, well, we have, you know, there's still, we have, um, we have tons of stuff on it. I still I'm, have a flip phone. <laughs> I do. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> I, 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 um, posted something the other day. I thought it was hilarious, um... Uh, someone t uh, posted, uh, tweeted, the year is 2158. All disease has been eradicated. Mars has been terraformed. The symbol for save is still a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.